welcome back to The Racing Game. This is episode four, and I'm really excited about today's one. Yeah, we're back after a bit of a hiatus. I had a bit of stuff to do, you had a bit of stuff to do, but we are back, hopefully, for a bit longer of a time now. We're gonna record quite a few more episodes. So yeah, enjoyed the break? Uh, it has been a, a nice little break, enjoyed the sunshine. Um, but it's good to be back, and I'm excited about today's topic, because today, we're gonna be rating kids TV shows. We're going for a bit of a blast from the past here and when we're talking about the definition of sort of kids TV shows I think we're going sort of anywhere from when you're born which you probably won't remember to sort of pre-teen maybe 10, 11, 12-ish. Yeah. But it's kind of hard because some of the things that you can get like you can have a distinction because obviously you could get a TV show which is aimed at kids but then you could probably still enjoy it as an adult, which I think I have maybe a couple on here, which, to be honest, I could still watch right now. There's oh, quite a few, actually. Oh, 100%. And, I, and actually, I also think that uh, a lot of the younger kids' shows are also aimed at adults in a way mm. that, you know, you're kind of forced to watch them if you've got young children to sit down and watch them with it. So I think with some of them, they've got in-jokes and sort of adult stuff under the scenes, like discreetly, um, so you can enjoy it as well. Maybe not so much with the older kids' shows, but certainly I have fond memories of a lot of a lot of children's TV actually growing up um, and I like reminiscing on them so I'm excited about this one and because of that because I certainly have quite a lot of fond memories of, of many shows we're doing 10 today the top yep. 10 so should we get underway let's get started because there's quite a lot to get through so what is your number 10 to start off with then Jeff? my number 10 then is a classic, which I'm sure everybody will know, and uh, they might be surprised this is at number 10 actually. It's Arthur, an absolute classic show. And the minute I say Arthur, I can start singing like every day when you're walking, you know. The <laughs> what theme. a classic theme! It is, and uh, that actually became a meme a couple of years ago, if you remember. It did. It's still running now, did you know? Arthur. Arthur, is it really? It started in 1996 and it's ran for 23 seasons. 23? Yeah, 23 seasons so far. Still going strong. That's absolutely insane. I didn't even know that at all. And it's uh, it's coming with the times as well. There was a um, a news story which came out a couple of years ago where they made um, Mr. Ratburn gay. I don't know whether you heard about I did that. hear about that actually. So maybe I was kind of aware that Arthur was still going. But that is quite amazing for a show to be running that long. It's over 20 years, isn't it? I wonder what it's like now. Because I, I, Arthur is on my list. Um, I wonder what it's like watching it now. In a way, it's kind of like a precursor to Bojack Horseman, I think, in a way, because the the premise is you've got all the characters set as different animals, like in Bojack Horseman a bit. Um, kind of similar theme, in a way. Um, I can't remember that much about specific episodes, but I remember that I used to watch a lot of Arthur, mm. definitely. Me too, and, and I think the only thing that really stands out for me, in terms of episodes at least, and it's one that came a bit of a lesson me a little while ago, but... Um, not as much as the, the theme tune did, was uh, li the library card song. Do you remember that? Sure Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a classic. Uh, and also from the opening titles as well, when uh, Arthur goes, Hey, D.W. And then she falls off the... Falls off the hey, It's the only two things I remember about Arthur, but I do hold very fond memories about it, even though I can't remember specific things. I used to watch it all the time as a kid, so that's why it kicks off the list at number 10. I did love a bit of Arthur. My number 10. <laughs> oh, one that makes me smile. Pingu. Pingu is a classic. <laughs> I, 
I think that Fingu is one of those things that I don't care how old you are. Fingu is just funny. Like, and it's, it's visual humour. It doesn't need any dialogue in it. And um, I think it was only like last year or something that I watched an episode of Pingu and I still found it fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, what else can you say about it, really? The only real memories I have of Pingu, though I did watch it growing up as a kid, is actually the, the dubbed versions <laughs> that people have done, the parodies and the spoofs on YouTube, some of which are very funny. Um, same things that people do with Post and Pat and Simon Sound, they're all classic. Uh, but the Pingu ones are very funny. Pingu was a little shit, wasn't he? Yeah, he That's was. what I loved about it. Uh, Pingu was very good. It's not on my list, but... Um... Bloody hilarious show. And I loved it as a kid. Mm. And still classic now. Number nine, bit low, but there are some good ones on this list. Chuckle Vision. Chuckle Vision, yes, interesting choice. Big um, rest in peace to, of course, Barry Chuckle, mm-hmm. who died a couple of years ago. Was it last year? Might have been last it year. It was a couple of years ago, I think. I met the Chuckle Brothers. I met the Chuckle... I met Paul. Met Paul. I've I got a picture on my Facebook with Paul. Mm. I've met both of them in a club about three or four years ago. Also at uni. Uh, very nice guys they were from the brief moment I had a chat with them. Well, apparently, because I, I met the, um, Paul a couple of years ago because they came to the Isle of Wight for this little festival. It was a weird set that they did and it was mainly just Barry playing a whistle very loudly and it was very obnoxious and a bit weird. But yeah, great to see them. And apparently at that time Barry was still suffering with his illnesses and that, so that's why he probably didn't come out afterwards. Um, but Paul did, and he said hi to a lot of people. But Barry was so committed to still doing all these public events, he didn't want to retire. But yeah, Chuckle Vision as a show, so many iconic clips that you can pick out from it. Still funny, you know, to me, to you, all the classics. Do you remember when they did a song with Tinchy Strider? I do remember. <laughs> no, that was kind of like their resurgence. No one had heard of the Chuckle Brothers for years. And then they came back and did this Tinchy Strider thing. And then from that, they got yeah. loads of uh, PAs and club appearances and that kind of thing and everyone started loving them again because it was very nostalgic um i loved chuckle vision as a kid ran from 1987 until 2009 chuckle vision that's absolutely amazing again another 20 20 years years show that's that's incredible and i think it's the kind of humor that everyone can kind of relate to in a way for for young kids growing up as well it's just clever funny and silly silly yeah that's the kind of thing that you love brilliant uh number nine for me then uh show much in the same vein as when we did game shows. It's going to be a, a oh, thing for a couple God. of these where people have never heard of them. show called Best of Friends. Um, it was a game show when Me I was a, a, a young kid. Um, it was on CBBC probably in the, the mid-noughties, 2005-2006. And they essentially got a group of friends um, and they'd all take part in challenges to try and win their way onto a treat for the day kind of thing. I like to go to Thought Park or something. But if they didn't win, they wouldn't get to go. And there'd be some people who had to do a punishment, like shoveling shit while the rest of the world play Thought Park. And the main iconic thing I remember about this show, which did become a meme in its own right about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, um, was the way they picked the people who got to take part in the challenges. Was they had to suck on these sweets, which were coloured, and some of them were blue. And then they'd stick their tongue out, and if their tongue was blue, they'd go on the on the tree. And if not, they'd go on the, over, over there. On I think the, I remember that. On the punishment... And that was the main thing about the show. And it always looked like great fun. Um, they took a group of friends and they get to participate in these fun challenges, like throw sponges at each other or whatever in this big field. And then they get to go on treats and some people have to stay under punishment. And it just looked like that kind of thing that I'd love to have taken part in. Um, so that's why it's at number nine. I think a lot. there was a lot of kids' shows I remember growing up that I can't remember what they were. 
or whether I watched them for very long. But they looked like they were like mini total wipeouts in a way that it was just like you get a load of kids in. It's like massive bouncy castles and shit and you can just have a load of fun. And I never like it's one of the things where as a kid, obviously, you never think to apply for anything. And I never asked. But it's something that I kind of wish I had done because it always looked like such a laugh, didn't it? It's a great thing to look back on as well when you're older and think, oh, I was on that game. Maybe a bit embarrassing, but good fun all the same. Uh, my number eight then, we've just talked about it, is Chuckle Vision. Had to be on my list somewhere. Um, and I think we've said a lot about it already. Mm. But I will say that when I did see them uh, in a club during uni, I had to say the line to them. I had to say it to me, and they both went, to you, and it basically made me I get that a lot. Yes, they do. Um, on the same vein as shows that you wished you were on as a kid, one that I'm sure will appear on your list at one point, number eight for me is Get Your Own Back. A classic. The Gunging. That's the main... I don't remember a lot about it. Like, because it was a bit before my time, 91 to 2004, so I was very young. But I still remember, very clearly, the gunge bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Where the you had the t- <laughs> Is it the two parents? Two parents or teachers oh, t- Your teachers, yeah. Mm. And then, um, yeah, one of them gets dropped into this massive <laughs> pool of gunge. Such a fun concept. It really oh is. my God, as a kid, that's exactly what you want, isn't it? It's like your dream, basically, to gunge your teacher or your annoying uncle or your dad or something like that. Uh, and David Benson Phillips, by the way, what a great host. He really brought a lot of energy to that. <laughs> Where's show. he gone? I know. Uh, it, it was a fantastic show. And um, I'm happy it's on your list, actually. So that was your number eight. Eight. And my number eight. Uh, I've done Chuckle Vision, so we move on to the number sevens. Number seven, I'll get out of the way quickly because we've spoke about it. My number seven is Arthur. I, I really fought with myself over whether it should go higher. There are quite a few good ones on here. But I think it, it would be criminal for it not to be in the top 10. I loved Arthur. That's what I thought as well. That's why I went at 10, because I was debating with a few others that could have made the list. And I thought, no, Arthur, I really did enjoy it. And it's, it is like a cult classic, basically. So it had to be on the list somewhere. I will point out that there are, I, I know, a lot of very popular kids' TV shows that I never got into, so won't be featuring on this list. So I might get them out of the way before people get really disappointed. I never got into SpongeBob SquarePants. Hated that show. I never I never got into horrible histories. Whenever I watched it, I enjoyed it, but I just it was one of those things where I never knew when it was on, so I never really watched it. Um, and one that I did kind of like, but I never watched enough of, that is a very cult classic, Raven. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> That's not on the list. But that the <laughs> it's the effects of that that killed me. And I remember as a kid, I used to think that the actual kids were disappearing and I got really scared. Yes, I can I can relate to that. I used to think, where have they actually gone? I remember there was this Saturday morning show, which was um, way, way early, probably like 2000, 2001, when I just started watching kids TV. It might have been live and kicking, actually, uh, or go live, something like that. And they had this little football tournament outside, um, outside of the studio. And I can't remember the exact game, but essentially whoever lost will be sent into this what I can only describe as a cupboard. And the setup was they'd walk into the cupboard, they'd close the door and they would disappear and they'd never come back. And as a kid, I used to think that actually happened. (laughs) Their poor parents have just lost their child on this TV show. I think my parents would sit down and say, no, they haven't actually gone. Um, So I can can kind of relate to that. My number seven then, another another kid's game show that was on CBBC uh, when I was growing up. This one, I think, more people remember, certainly my age, was 50-50. Um, I loved this show. They've got two schools. Sat on two I do briefly remember this. Both sides of the studio, 
two rival schools, I think from the same area actually, which made it even more fun. And they pick random seat numbers to compete against each other from both schools and loads of different challenges, quizzes and like dexterity games, all that kind of thing. And at the end, they'd all take part in this massive big assault course, which is a bouncy castle kind of thing. You have to make your way through it. Um, and it was like a time challenge. And it, the, the show just looked so much fun. And I used to remember thinking, I wish our school could compete in this. Um, and so, yeah, that's why 50-50 is on my list at number seven. On to number six. Jack, what have you gone for here? Uh, my number six is is a cult classic. This is a, a big name TV show that even people from the 90s, maybe even the 80s, I can't remember when they started, will remember. It's Grange Hill. Grange Hill? Yes, it's a, it's an iconic children's TV genre and a very good one as well. I obviously didn't watch it at its peak when it first began, but it was still running in the early 2000s and I got into it. Uh, and some of the storylines were excellent and, and the way it was written from what I remember was very clever as well. Iconic TV theme tune as well. Um, Let's see if I can get that one on. It'll play now. Classic, love this. <laughs> and it was just so much fun to watch and it was just like a really clever TV show, well written. Uh, the characters were good as well. And I remember coming home from school, it was part of my daily routine of whenever it was on, sit down and watch a bit of Grand Chill. So I had to make my list. Was that before my time? I think it finished in around 2006. Maybe. I, I don't remember that, to be honest. So It did run for a very long time, a good 20-odd years, from what I remember. Um, and, it, and it launched the careers of some actors, actually. Um, but yeah, Green Show was really good. For my number six, it's Basil Brush. What a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. It was... It was stupid... I just thought that I haven't got... It probably doesn't deserve to be on the list, but I just thought about Sooty and Sweep. That was kind oh, of funny. Of course. I can't... I can't believe I forgot about Sooty and Sweep. I, I haven't even considered it. It might have got in the list, actually. Sooty oh, and great. That, they were hilarious. That was very funny. Especially Sweep. <laughs> the stupid noise he used to make. Why did I forget about that? That so, was a good one. Honourable mention for Sooty. Um, but on to Basil Brush. Basil Brush was... Um, same vein as puppets. Um, Basil Brush was bloody hilarious. <laughs> the characters... What were the characters called? Do you remember? I can't remember. Cousin, really remember. it was cousin Mortimer. Cousin Mortimer. Was he uh, the bang bang guy? Yeah, bang bang. And then there was the bing bing. <laughs> bing which bing. Was, uh, I can't remember. I can't and remember. I can't remember the names of the kids either, and the the uncle, Uncle Stephen, maybe or something like that. But the the we should, we should have done our research, <laughs> really. But the um, the story and the. Uh, the humour in it was mm. fucking hilarious. It was so Basil funny. Brush really funny. I remember when they had Basil Brush as a guest on a few um, chat shows as well. He went on um, The Last Leg and he got a bit of a big upper after that because he was bloody hilarious on that. My favourite moment of that when he was on The Last Leg is when they were having a little chat to him and then Adam, Adam Hills, goes, oh, do you want to read that off the autocue? And Basil <laughs> goes, so you want me to read that over there <laughs> and Adam goes yes and he goes over there and then he looks down down the desk <laughs> and everyone just bursts out laughing and say oh yeah and then Adam's like oops brilliant that's hilarious. yeah I think the uh, the guy who does Basil Brush has a really good sense of humour so witty and that that resonated in the show it was really funny great for kids and still enjoyable now whenever I see whenever he makes his appearance 
And we can carry on talking about Buzz and Brush, actually, because it is at my number five as well. I absolutely love this show. A debate about where to put it, actually, because I think I probably found it the most funny out of all of the other shows we've talked about in terms of Chuck Vision and Arthur. Mm. It was the funniest one for me. The the jokes are really well written and the characters are good. Um, And I liked all the scenes in the flat. And I remember the calf scenes as well. I can't remember the name of the person who owned that calf, but they were always very funny. Um, And it was great. And Buzz was a great character. And I'm glad, actually, that he still makes appearances on on TV shows now because he still he still makes me laugh. Is the show still going? Not in the I same vein that it was. I think it only ran for a couple of years because Buzz Rush is like a character that's appeared for years. Mm. Um, but in that incarnation with with the characters that I knew, it was like a new show. Yeah. Um, but it had run before that in its own vein, I believe. Yeah, I think Basil Brush as a character has been going for actually quite a while since like maybe the late eighties. Yes, I, I think so. Um, so that's my number five. Yeah, my number five, um, definitely going to appear a bit higher on your list, but was a little bit before my time, sadly. But I do remember it with very fond memories. Dick and Dom in the bungalow. A legendary show. What a show it was. Unfortunately, it ended in 2006. So I was only six years old at the time, so I didn't get to appreciate it quite as much as you did. But I still remember all the silly little games. And it was that was the show that I always wanted to be on as a kid. Like, even now you can watch some of the clips, like, when they're in the streets sticking stickers on the back of people. Bogies just became a game in every school around the country. Um, Yeah, and a lot of the games were very entertaining and very funny. And they, Dick and Dom, after that, they just couldn't nail down anything. That's what they were famous for. And after that, they just couldn't do a show any justice afterwards, really. And they still have people saying to them, please bring it back. Please bring it back, and unfortunately haven't yet. But it it was a it was a show that made drew a lot of controversy. Though. Yeah, it made it to Parliament. They discussed uh, the pants dance they used to do and creamy muck muck, and this this is like gratuitous nonsense for children. And I think that was partly in the end why it ended because they were getting so many complaints. I don't want to talk too much about it though because it is going to appear on my list a little bit later on. So I have more thoughts to share soon. Um, what's your number four? My number four. I just said Dick and Dom was the one I'd most like to appear on, but I'm going to change it. <laughs> because number four is the kids' adventure game show, Jungle Run. A classic. What a show that was, with the stupid monkeys in costumes throwing rocks <laughs> at you. The Sid m- and Elvis, I don't know what called. Yeah, the, uh, the maze games. Michael Underwood just like running through as if it's the crystal maze at like a million miles an hour. It was basically the crystal maze for kids, I would say. Yeah, uh, it was a great show. The set was great. Collecting the little monkeys. The game was fun, and I, I know I always used to think I really wish I was on this show because it just looked like so much fun to take part in. Quite challenging as well, didn't you? Then you used to have to. Was it like bargaining to get people out if they were trapped in, or am I thinking Crystal Maze? I uh, know. I think that was a factor as well. You had to give one yeah. crystal away, and each one was worth like five seconds in the end game. That's it. Yeah. And then you get locked in if you didn't get out in time. You'd not. That was the other thing. Talking about getting locked in, I always used to think if you get locked in that little cave thing, yeah. you'd be in there forever. <laughs> like, you know, you're never getting let out. You're never going to escape. No, uh, Jungle One was great actually. So that's your number four. It is indeed. My number four. Uh, another iconic show. Another very iconic show is Tracy Beaker. Sorry, Tracy Beaker. Another iconic theme tune as well. Um, and this, in a similar vein to uh, Grey and Chill, actually, was a very cleverly written, <coughs> important show, I would say, in terms of showcasing kids in foster care and in care homes. Um, and the characters were all well-rounded. Uh, it was actually very funny at times as well, and has 
created a lot of memes since then. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, the one with Tracy's birthday party. <laughs> and then, like, uh, I can't remember the character, drops drops a song and everyone started editing their own versions and putting, like, you know, grime songs on there and all that. It was really funny. Uh, and I had iconic characters like Duke, uh, Elaine the Pain, <laughs> Justine Littlewood. It was it was great and it was really well written, quite sweet at times and also funny. And I think out of all the drama-based shows, mm. um, it was my favourite. It would certainly have made the list if I'd watched more of it, but I, I don't have that good a memory of it. I remember watching it, but I actually it's not something that has stuck very well in my memory. I know a lot of people rightly love Tracy Beaker, but um, me personally, I just don't remember it to be honest and I know I watched it but it didn't stick in my mind as much I don't know why so what's your number three my number three again it's the top three here we've already mentioned this a little bit is get your own back um, one of those shows again <coughs> that I'd have loved to have taken part on and, and gunned somebody um, and I know I've mentioned Dave Benson for this but, uh, before but he did bring so much to that show and I think for me like the, the main part of that was the gunging at the end and actually that show, in a way, started gunging as a craze on loads of other TV shows. Mm. From that, it was I think it was like the one that kind of started it all off. Before that, it wasn't really a thing. Um, and I remember as a kid, I used to try and make gunge. I wanted to what get is the gunge. I don't actually know what it is. I think it's paint in a way, but it's not paint because paint has cool a thing of consistency. So I don't really know what it's made of. Um, but it's something I tried to make as a kid, and I could never quite do it. Um, but I, it was something that I would have loved to take part on and, and catch somebody. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a bit, I just don't know what it is. Because like, obviously it was in a lot of shows used as kind of like the booby prize. But, yeah, what is Gunge? An unpleasant, sticky or viscous substance. What's in it? <laughs> somewhere with a consistency somewhere between that of paint and custard. I think I might remember that, paint and custard. That sounds yeah, about right. It's... It's not as thick as paint is. Yeah. It's more watery. But then it's not watery. So that does sound right. It's weird stuff, that. It is quite difficult to make. Um, Gun, in my life, maybe it's because I've grown up, but gunge seems to have disappeared from my life these days. Yes, I don't see gunge anywhere. <laughs> it's not as big a thing. When I, when I was a kid, it was like the only thing. I was obsessed with it. I was like, yeah. oh, I gunge everybody. Kids get fidget spinners now. Yeah, that's true. I remember there was a one story about uh, Get Your Own Back. Back in the day, this is a throwback for you. Back in the day, with VHS tapes and, and um, recording shows on video that you weren't able to watch at the time before Sky Plus was the thing, there was an episode of Get Your Own Back one week that I wasn't going to get to see because we had to go somewhere, maybe down the beach or something after school. And it was like a religious thing for me. I need to watch Get Your Own Back. So make sure to record it after school so I can watch it when I come back. And they forgot to record it, and I was so annoyed. I was like, I can't believe I missed my episode of Get Your Own Back, whereas now I just go get it on catch-up. Didn't put the tape in. No, exactly. Probably taped it with a tag or something. Um, and that was disappointing. But now when you look back and you think, wow, what a different time that was. Yeah, weird. I still have my little um, VHS TV. Are you really? I remember for one of my birthdays, the big thing was that the front of it was silver. And I remember you were really jealous because you had the black front on your oh, little VHS yeah, TV. And I, we got... The, uh, the silver one, and it was like this big new thing, and I was like, oh, wow, look at our TV. Within about five years, they're completely obsolete, and you've got massive flat-screen TVs. Yeah. Bizarre, that, isn't it? It is weird. Uh, number three for me is the only one on my list which is, like, 
we're really taking it back to like when I was a younger kid. So it's not kind of like a CBBC era. But I was obsessed with the Winnie the Pooh TV series when I was a kid and just watched it. Maybe every episode, probably four or five or six or ten times. And the films. Yeah, the films. And I remember, because um, during lockdown, I've had a chance to watch, I was recommended it, um, to watch uh, Christopher Robin, which is on Disney Plus, with Ewan McGregor. And the nostalgia that I got from that film was ridiculous, because they were so true to the original stories. It was it was amazing. And like the nostalgia I felt watching that film was something I've never really experienced, because it, it took me back. And obviously, I had my little Eeyore toy that I would just take everywhere. And yeah, I was obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. And I, I think from being a young kid, I just watched it until I was probably about six or seven. Winnie the Pooh was iconic and I also watched it as well. I'm surprised I didn't really consider it for my list. Maybe not, I didn't enjoy it as much as the other shows, but certainly in terms of younger kids shows, uh, Winnie the Pooh was great and all the characters were good. And again, we talk about memes and how things come around like from your past and from your childhood and, they kind of get brought back. I think stuff with Eeyore has certainly made an appearance. Eeyore was always my favourite character. Eeyore's and I think he's very relatable in a way. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> just so glass half empty. Yeah. Brilliant. So we're on to the top two. Top two. How exciting. My number two then on the list of top ten kids TV shows is one we discussed already, but it's Jungle Run. And I absolutely loved this show. And I had to try and work out where I would rank the game shows on this list. And Jungle Run immediately went to the top, uh, in terms of the game shows at least. Because I was like, it, it just looked so much fun. It was like, the, basically, like we've already said, it was like the Crystal Maze for kids. Uh, Michael Underwood did a great job. Um, and the games just looked really fun. It was often funny in parts as well. And especially the end game as well, you were always really excited to try and get them to get go get the gold monkey, which was like the main star prize, which I think was only normally like a little bike or something. But you were like, oh, come on, let's... And they rarely ever did it as well, which made it more exciting when they managed to do it uh, and not get locked in and they had enough time. But yeah, Jungle Run was great fun and I always wish I could take part in it. Brilliant stuff. I did love Vita Jungle Run. Um, right, on to my top two. My top two are ones which aren't going to feature on your list, I'm pretty sure. Um, bit of Japanese vibes here, but in American, obviously. Um, so my number two is Dinosaur King. I'm not sure... What? If you know what Dinosaur King is, then you are a bloody hero. Now, Dinosaur King, based on the arcade game. Oh, my God. So whenever we used to go to the holiday camps, like Butlins or the Park Resorts ones, they always had these arcade games which was the Dinosaur King games. And what you'd do is you'd put your money in and you'd get a card that comes out and you'd have different dinosaurs on it. I was obsessed with dinosaurs, as you know, as a kid, which is a, probably a reason for this. And then you'd use these cards and then it, like the cards would give you different powers in the game and then you'd get different cards out. And I had a huge collection of the cards and I'd spend so much money and nearly, me and George spent nearly all of our days just playing on this game. Um at these arcades and like you could get better ones and there were rarer ones so it could be exciting and then different people who would come to the machine you would trade them oh, okay so it was like it was became like a communal thing because you'd be queuing up for this arcade game and then you'd meet other people and they'd have their card collection and you might have doubles so you'd switch a bit like other crazies like crazy bones back in the day and that oh, kind of thing and pokemon, pokemon cards. trading cards yes, yeah a bit yeah. like that um and they had a tv show um 
which was uh, American made, maybe Japanese made that turned into American, which was which I loved. Only two seasons um, between oh seven and oh nine. Very similar in a, in style to the um, to the Pokemon uh, cartoon series. But yeah, did this come after the arcade game? Yes, I think so. Um, lots of popularity and then all the mechanics of TV. I think so. I believe so anyway. But the stories were really good. And I was obsessed with dinosaurs, so I loved it. Because it was like you had the little characters and they they had the little dinosaurs which would turn into big dinosaurs and they'd be big dinosaur fights. Which as a kid, everything I wanted. And then the second series had like time travel and stuff. Really good storylines from what I remember. And I would definitely watch it again. And if anyone who's listening to this remembers the Dinosaur King TV series, then they will know that it was fucking brilliant. I can't say I ever remember hearing of that, ever. I loved it. It's been after my time. What's your number one? So my number one, similar vein, is the the Pokemon anime slash cartoon. I thought that might be the top of yours. I've watched that religiously for years. And a lot of people might argue, because I know that along among a lot of religious fans of the game, it's something that they continue watching as an adult. But it is aimed... Um, at a younger audience I think the longevity of Pokemon is something that's never really spoken about 1997 it started still making episodes every single week today apart from coronavirus 1,109 episodes that's mad and 24 films 24? really? Yeah. I don't even know that they brought out a film nearly every year they've been that's crazy active. it's ridiculous and like I will never watch all of the episodes, but you have the generations which relate to the games coming out. And I've always been obsessed with the games. Um, And so they almost regenerate the series. A lot of people who were born in the 90s will remember the classic, with the classic theme tune. And I think that's the one that everyone can relate to. And if if you're not a big fan of um, Pokemon or you've never seen any of the later series, then you you will know about the original series and the theme tune and all of that. Back then, back in the 90s, it was huge and um, it's something that continued. And when I was younger, um, it used to be shown on, it was like Jetix and then it turned to like Disney XD, whatever, on the Sky channels. I used to watch it religiously and then go online and watch the new episodes or whatever. But yeah, I was obsessed with that and watched it for many years, even when I grew up. Um, but yeah. I think Pokemon is something that a lot of people can relate to. It's just such a huge phenomenon in its own right. Um, it's something that I never managed to get into, which is weird because I did watch it as a kid. Um, I don't remember much about it. I remember my Pikachu as my favourite. Um, but I never really managed to get into it in the way that anyone else did, which was odd because I had Pokemon cards mm. when they you were a thing. And that I then gave to you, which you made more of use of because you enjoyed it more than I did. Mm. Um, but no, it's certainly a classic and I can understand why it's at the top of your list for sure. Really a phenomenon and kept going for ages. And there were, it actually was in the news um, last year because the main character, Ash... He actually won the Pokemon League, which in the series is like a big thing. And it made like BBC News and stuff. Really? <laughs> uh, and it came up and I was like, oh my God, he's actually done that. So I'm thinking maybe I'll have to go and give that a watch. It's interesting that. Uh, my number one then, to finish off the list today. We haven't already spoken about it. It is without question, when I start compiling this list, it, it didn't even 
need a second thought. It is without question my favourite kids TV show of all time. And actually probably one of my favourite shows of all time. It is Dick and Dom in the Bungalow. I loved that show growing up. I would get up every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, which is something I never do now, to watch it for three hours on BBC One or on the CBBC channel when that became a thing because I did it on Sunday mornings as well sometimes. And just the whole setup of the show where you get a, a group of kids, all strangers, to live in this bungalow, which I did think that they used to do again as a kid. You like suspend your disbelief or whatever. I think they'd stay overnight on this TV set. Uh, and then come back, wake up the next morning and, and play some more games. And just the whole concept where they try and win bungalow points and then whoever won at the end of the Sunday would win the top prize and the top three and then the person with the least amount of points would have to be sent to the toilet to get gunged again. <laughs> Gunge is always a big thing. But some of the games that they played, uh, I can remember them so vividly. There was this one in the loft with these uh, this wheel of chocolates. It was like a roulette wheel and some of them were normal chocolates and some of them were vile ones. And they take it in turns to eat them with Don. Um, and then there was another game which was Make Dick Sick, which I think was, <laughs> which caused a lot of controversy in the House of Commons. You'd literally say disgusting things to try and make Dick literally be sick on live TV. It was just utter nonsense. Oh my God. And then the Creamy Butt Butt games uh, were all themed around TV shows again. They started parodying like Deal or No Deal. Uh, so it was like muck or no muck. And who wants to be a muck and air and all this. And then they, they do their TV shows, but just. It would just end, like, it would start normally. They'd have, like, a little quiz format or whatever, and they'd do this with the points. And the, the joke was, eventually, someone would get annoyed and throw some Kareem Mutmuk, and then someone would throw it back. It just becomes a fight. And it, it would just become a fight with the, the Ace of Spades by whatever that <laughs> band's called playing. And the whole house would be shaking, the bungalow would be shaking. And it just became utter madness. But like we mentioned earlier, some of the games have, have lived on. Bogey's in its own right. Is, is what I would describe as a cult game. People still play that now. Well, derivatives of it, shouting things in public and trying to like not get embarrassed by it or whatever. And there was some great like little segments of that. And certainly the um, I can't remember what the game was called. It had a really long title, but there's the sticker game as well, which is a yeah, it, which is a, already a game in its own right. Doing that to other people and trying not to get them to notice. But the way they did it with their huge faces, <laughs> and they got larger and larger. And there is that one clip that we discussed. And I really recommend anyone search it up on, on YouTube. It is so funny, even now. And probably once every two years, I'll go and watch it. I think if you Google something like on YouTube, Dick and Dom sticker, sticker game or something, there was one particular clip where they get this man over and over again. They even stick a huge face <laughs> of, of Dom's or whatever on his chest without him noticing and the two of them are literally crying and wheezing with laughter I do remember. <laughs> and and he's looking at them like so bemused like what's what's going on and he's like you just stuck a sticker on my back meanwhile he's got a huge face on his face it is so funny and i i really recommend going and watching that but that bogeys uh, some of the shows they used to have the characters like harry bat uh, <laughs> and, and the neighbor's cat that used to poke his little oh, thing through that. the through the door and then go on little trips to different places around the UK. The show was just amazing and I was so disappointed when it ended early because of all the controversy. I know many kids my age were also fuming about it as well. It's something that I still wish they would bring back and if they ever did, I genuinely would get up at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning to watch it. Um, it was just fantastic. Shall we get that sticker video up? Yes. Skip to the end. <laughs> Is this the one? Yes. 
Oh, people have got to watch this. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> You can oh just hear them goodness. like screaming and laughter. It still hasn't noticed. It's got <laughs> not a clue. Oh my god! Brilliant, and they never, they never lived up to this ever again. No, they did. They tried with other things like the Diddy Dick and Dom thing. They did that in its own right, which I never really enjoyed from the show anyway. Mm-hmm. And they tried some other concepts, so they still work for CBBC. But they really should bring it back. I mean, all the controversy was stupid. It was just a very silly show. That kids appreciated, and it's something I always wished it's I could take mine. It was fun. It was so much fun, um, and I'll always remember that the last ever episode that they did as well. They did a big song and dance at the end, um, like a, a, a song that they made up, and obviously it ended up with a huge creepy mark fight. And I remember the end scene was someone stamping on the bungalow, like a cardboard version of it, and the Dick and Dolph waking up in bed with the boss of the BBC, going, "Oh, that was a terrible dream." And he looks next to them and it's Dick and Dom. <laughs> basically take the piss out of the fact that they'd cancelled the show. Uh, it was just great. And that's why it had to be at the top of my list. So that's the list. Any honourable mentions that you have? Because I have a couple. I do have a few as well. There was like a lot of ones on here. Like I would have mentioned Tracy Beaker, as I said. I've got some of the older classics like Postman Pat, um... Fireman Sam. Thomas the Tank Engine. That was a classic. I was obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Teletubbies for me. In trips. terms of like really young kids shows, Teletubbies was the main one for me. Uh, yeah. That I, was, I was obsessed with. Some of my other honourable mentions. This was a hard list to compile actually. Because I've got I had quite a lot on this So list. many that I enjoyed. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes is a good one. Is Tom good and Jerry. One. Same vein. Um, some of mine were Kuching, which was another like comedy drama on CBBC. Um, also, The Queen's Nose, which is a, an amazing drama in its own right. Basically, had a 50p in it. Quite Bit of a cult is. classic, that as well. It is. Um, younger shows come outside with Pippin the dog yeah. in, the, in the helicopter. Look up, look down. Same vein with younger shows. I've got the hooves. Oh, of course. Squashing the sandwiches with the hammer. Oh, what was that one with um, Blue Cow? What, there was this TV show about books. And in it, they had the Blue Cow. I can't remember what the show was called for the life of me, but that was iconic as well. Do you remember Bear in the Big Blue House? Yes, I do remember Bear in the Big Blue House, and I still sometimes... I just remember the end The I end scene is the only thing I really remember. The song it. at the end, the end yeah. song, the goodnight song, the goodbye song. That is, that's a lovely song, that. Um, come outside, Scooby-Doo. I was just about to say Scooby-Doo, and it killed me that it couldn't get on this list. It would have been number 11. I loved it. One of my favourite <laughs> Scooby-Doo um, notes, though, is... Uh, the Future Armour rip-off they did of it. So funny. They just... <laughs> they did a little, um... Basically skit where the characters were turned into Scooby-Doo characters and they just took the piss out of it. And it was brilliant. Scooby-Doo <laughs> is iconic in its own right as well. They were just so... Very formatted. <laughs> it is. Pulling the mask off. But I loved it. And I'm I'm ashamed that it isn't on this list. Hmm. I will also say I used to love Steve Mohern's magic shows that he used to do. Yes. I Big that. throwback. It's interesting, actually, when you reminisce on old kid old kids tv shows in the fact that many people or many like presenters now who are have gone on to become famous on proper shows are ones that started off in kids tv it used to be like a great training ground for presenters starting out and i remember watching some of them growing up Stephen mohan was one of them holly willoughby was another because they used to do a show on a saturday on citv and now they're like names in their own right but they started off back then jake humphrey was another one he used to work on cbbc yeah, now works for bt sport um, 
I definitely feel like we're, it happens a lot with Blue Peter presenters as well. But mm. with Stephen Mulhern, I definitely feel like he's someone who has grown up with me in a sense. Yeah, and there, there is a lot of a lot of uh, presenters like that, and it's actually interesting to look back on them um, and reflect. It's been fun reminiscing today. Actually, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, so that's the end of our kids TV show episode. Um, so, as always, if you have any opinions or disagreements, please send them in to us. We have had a few, actually. I've had some defence of salt and shake. <laughs> really? That's not something I've Bizarrely. We've had a defence of eggheads. <laughs> yes, we have had that, which surprised me a lot. Who, who likes eggheads? Uh, I've been slated for my um, bland, interesting crisps. Well, I would agree with that. So. I'd agree with that, to be honest. Uh, we've had some defence of Monster Munch as well. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, if you have any particularly strong opinions, you can always send me in a voice message as well. No one's done that yet, but we may even play it on the show. And my social media, I've got Twitter and Instagram at TLawJourno. And I'm at ChatMcHugh underscore on Instagram. Excellent. So we will be back next Friday, hopefully. I know I said that on the last podcast and then there was a three week break, but... We will be back next Friday with another episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening to The Rating Game. See you next time. <laughs>